Moving the Straight No Chase of the Podcast. We're back one more time. We're available on every podcast channel, especially Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, tell your friends about us. We're just four guys. Normally, tonight we're going to be three guys, but normally we're four guys, and we are just trying to, you know, solve your problems one drink at a time. My name is John Fire Ali for entertainment purposes, and we're going to go to... What up, peoples? My name is Rasheem. They call me Ra. I'm drinking on a little... Uh... You know, Jameson right now, kind of trying to keep my time right right now, my evening yeah. right, and I'm going to throw it up to my man, KG. All right, so what up, KG? I'm sipping on some tequila per usual. If you ever catch me not sipping tequila, it's probably a special occasion. However, what I want to point out is I'm zooming in to the camera so you guys can take a look at my skin. Uh, for those that don't know, Brooklyn Cat has been hooking us up mm-hmm. and some beard and skin cream and some turmeric facial moisturizer, some body wash and facial wash type stuff. Right. And I'll say this, I'm gonna be 100, 100 on this. I was skeptical. Mm. I, my wife was saying I'm a metrosexual because I, I <laughs> groom myself. Okay. I think that's what it, I don't even know what that means. I just thought right. it was kind of weird. But, you know, I use a scrub. I do facial scrubs. I have my lotion. I have my routine, my grooming routine, right? My before before we got the, the gift pack. Yeah, before, before. Okay. And so I'm like, you know, if I got my routine, I ain't want to rock the boat. I'm going to try that out, though. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that Brooklyn Cat stuff is right. You know, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we don't want to give too much of it away. Not yet, because the next show we're going to okay. have the owner of Brooklyn Cat right here on the show with us. Cat Vince is coming. Oh, yeah, Cat yeah, 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 yeah. She'll be on the show next time. We're going to discuss all of this. I'm going to rock my shirt. I do got some, I got some feedback for it, though, too. <laughs> I got some feedback. I'm sure she's going to look forward to hearing that. I don't know. You know always. But, yeah, so she's going to be on the next show. So y'all tune in for that. Brooklyn Cat okay. uh, founder is going to be Kat. on the show. So we can discuss all things male grooming because sometimes we need to get ourselves together. You know what I'm saying? Just has to be that way. Do like to have some drinks on this show. So if you are sipping on something, salute you to drinking? you. You didn't say what you were drinking though. Jameson, as always. Normally I'm on some whiskey or some dark liquor, you know, something like that most of the time. Jameson, Pepsi, the usual. It is what it is. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Speaking of, Cheers, oh yeah. man. salute, fellas. Salute. Here, here. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes, sir. I have a question. If you were to write an autobiography, what would its title be? Ooh, go ahead, Rob. Title of my autobiography. Rob, have you already written it? Have I written? written? I, I, I'm not going to write an autobiography until I feel like I've had some substantial accomplishment in my life. Okay. okay. It is something that I got from the weight room at my high school. It was painted, a, you know, stencil above the, the the door so on the way out you could see it today's pain is tomorrow's glory mm. that will be the title of my biography today's pain is tomorrow's glory because i've been through a lot yeah it has, it has hurt me physically mentally emotionally spiritually but if you just stay stuck in that you don't see how that could potentially build you and add towards something that's going to be greater down the line because we too stuck in the immediate and it's for me it's always the down the line that matters time is going to pass period 
So if I give up at 16 right. and I'm, I start doing stuff that mess, mess up what, what life could look like at 40, if I don't die, I'm going to reach 40. So I'm not going to get caught up in the pain. I'm just going to keep working, trudging, ultimately hit that point. Today's pain, tomorrow's glory. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it. So that's going to be that's going to be the story of my life. There you go. You ever, you ever, at any point in your in your journey, right, did you ever think about like, you know what I'm saying? This is this is too tough. Hmm. Did I ever think that it was too tough? I, I never thought it was too tough. I just thought it was tough. Mm-hmm. I never said this is too tough because yeah. too tough indicates to me that I have given up. This is too tough. I can't do this. Like that's the next natural, you know, comment mm-hmm. that this is too tough. I, I got to give up now because I I was never a, a quitter. I ain't never give up. Facts. Um, that's a good question, fam. Um the title of my autobiography would be unbelievable. Mm. You won't believe this. That's it. <laughs> unbelievable. Um, you won't, you won't believe, believe this. <laughs> you won't. I don't believe this. I'm living it and I don't believe it. To be honest, my life shouldn't be what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just shouldn't. Just from a, a, a from a pure data perspective, my experiences should not be what they are. Mm. Um, you know, thinking about, you know, my mom, who she is as an adult, and I'm gonna dive into all of that. Uh, but those experiences and what I grew up, my grandparents, I would say, were my salvation. That experience that they provided, offered, and their support, supported by my mom too. But mm-hmm. what they what they brought to the table, particularly my grandfather, was so influential that they gave me enough to get through the murky water and to Ross Point, not give up, and get to this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's an unbelievable story, man. And I, I and I, I never really thought about it until right my recent work events and people inquiring like, man, how the hell did you get here? And when I tell the story, the journey, I'm humbled by it because it's not anything that I necessarily in the process thought that it was super challenging. It's just, that's what the journey was. Mm -hmm. You're trying to figure it out, trying to figure out life and you you won't believe Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable. I was going to say mine was going to be called it is what it is because that's one of my little catchphrases or whatever. But now, you know, after what you just said, KG, like, I think we all to a degree have this uh, survivor's remorse, you know what I'm saying? Where we have consistently wonder why is it that this necessarily happened to me? We all have, we got different life stories, but we've got like somewhat similarities here and there, whatever the case is. But long story short, like you said, we have definitely beaten some odds. And I always wonder like, why is it that this happened? Because to be 100% frank, I did everything I could to torpedo my life. <laughs> after, like, time after time, the worst possible decision or choice to make, that's what I would do. And somehow, I, to wind up kind of where I'm at, and I'm by no stretch of the imagination, doing great, I'm doing okay, I'm surviving, everything is cool. Sometimes I really do feel like, how did I get to this position um, despite myself, you know, survivor's remorse. I think I might, that's probably what mine would be. Well, part of that is who you surround yourself with too. Like mm. this, the four of us, three right now, contributed to our success. It's not a coincidence. Hell I no. definitely don't think it's a coincidence. I mean, we upgrade each other. You know, we challenge each other. We push each other. We talk crap and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we, mm-hmm. without without those challenges and the familiarity that we all have with one another, we can't have those real conversations. Rashim and I had a conversation probably about two or three months ago. I was asking Ross something if I should let something go or not. And he was like, dude, you're dumb. Let it ride. And he said it in such a way I was like, you know what? 
I was like, you know what? You're right, fam. <laughs> but it, it takes it takes someone that knows you to tell you the truth in that way. Right. I was like, love for sure. I was like, right. all right, that's it. All right, cool. I'm no. good. <laughs> it's necessary. No question. No question. So, question. When you think about, he I know, right? I know. Oh, shit. He always does this. I don't, I'll be trying not to curse, man, but you, no, every once in a while, you. What? Where are we going? Where are we going? Okay. Listen. Go ahead. In relationships, we all kind of have things that we like, dislike, that we rock with, don't rock with. So, what I'm curious about is what the hell are you guys as non negotiables? And because it's such a broad question, I'm going to try to narrow it down to like three different, you know, little genres or areas. All right. Life. Right. So what's your what's your your your, your life non-negotiable? What's your love non-negotiable? And what's your work non-negotiable? Damn. Uh, you you got to go first. Wait a minute. You said your I, life. I, I'll go first. I'll go first. Wait a minute. Your life non-negotiable for another person or you like for yourself? For yourself. Okay. I'll, I'll jump out there because it's really the same for all of them. Okay. Life, love, work, people who are inconsiderate. It is my non-negotiable. I cannot deal with folks who are inconsiderate. Where and, and with that means also means that they are self-centered. Everything is on their timetable, on their schedule, regardless of how you think, feel, or emote about certain things. I cannot deal with inconsiderate co-workers or people who who are um employees of mine i can't deal with inconsiderate friends i can't deal with inconsiderate partners if you can't see the fact that the world revolves around you and everyone has to hop skip and, and, and jump to your tune because for me this whole thing is about life is about compromise. I'm going to win some. I'm going to lose some. I'm going to be on the top sometimes. I'm going to be on the bottom sometimes. I'm going to have to give sometimes. I get to take sometimes. It can't be about oh. always me, 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 me. Gimme, 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 gimme. And, you know, I've had friends that I have walked out on like, nope. Mm. I've had friend breakups like, mm. nope, can't do it. You collect people and then you make them worship you. Ain't going to be me. Mm. In consideration is like top for me. I can't stand it. <sighs> Damn, so well, I mean, um, actually, yeah, for real. I'm like, like, this is a deep ass topic, Brian. Um, it ain't well, that, that deep. You should, you should have, you should have something that when you see it, you like, nope, I don't mess with that. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it took me a minute it, to kind of get to that. Uh, in life, what is my non negotiable? Um, you're gonna have to respect me, you know what I'm saying? You don't necessarily have to like me, but you absolutely have to respect me, and if you don't then I'm going to remove myself from whatever situation it is in life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in love, you got to treat my children like they were yours or it's not going to work. And then what was the other one in work? Um, yeah. I need to make as much money as possible. So that's kind of. So the non-negotiable is you can't be working for pennies. For pennies. Oh, facts. No, 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 no. Can't do it. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's fair. I think for me, so in life, my non-negotiable is people who complain and don't do anything. You got to try. You got to get up off your ass and do something. And if you ain't gonna do that, then I, I can't. I can't rock with you. And that's that's for everybody. I can't stand somebody that's gonna complain about something over and over and over again, and, and don't try to do something to to remove themselves from whatever the situation is, mm -hmm. or just try to pivot in some capacity. Do something. Uh, when I think about love, I think if you can't communicate, 
that's my non-negotiable. You got to be able to talk. And I think so many relationships are, are damaged and flawed because people refuse or have the inability to communicate how they feel, their position on certain things. And if you're a good communicator, then you can agree to disagree and walk away without any hard feelings. Um, you can figure out ways to, to kind of find common areas, common ground, or you can influence people's decision-making ability based on how you communicate. So, you know, I, I need, I, I have to be able to have someone that can open their mouth. And as I tell my daughter, use your, use your damn words. Mm. Um, when I think about work, anybody that's disloyal, right? Like I, I can't, I can't deal with someone who is disloyal because as a leader, I need to be able to allow you to fail um, and succeed and not throw anybody under the bus unnecessarily, right? Because it's not mm -hmm. like you, most people won't do anything that's career ending for the most part. I mean, some people will, but for the most part, people will make decisions that don't put themselves at risk. But, you know, if you're disloyal, you're kind of a mercenary, a professional mercenary. And I, you know, mm. ain't nothing wrong with that, but I just can't, I can't rock with that person. Can, can, can I, can I pull out some of the responses? Shoshana yeah. was like, um, her non-negotiables, you, you gotta be authentic. Victoria was like laziness. She can't deal with that. Queen of Sheba, um, respect is a non-negotiable, um, for V, uh, anyone who won't allow her to have her own opinions. Decca is like, Decca says, you gotta have faith. You gotta believe in, 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 in some, have some kind of relationship with God. That's a non-negotiable. And, um, Nisha is talking about any form of uh, abuse is a non-negotiable so let me ask you real quick before we, we we hop out of this do you think it is important that adults when you get to this point everyone likes this question kg do you think that this is it's important once you get past a certain age that as an adult you create a list or you become conscious of non-negotiables so as you navigate this world when you bump into folks you could be like nope 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 yeah I, I think as you, I don't know if y'all agree with this or not, but I'll say this. I think as we get older, we become sure of who we are mm -hmm. and accepting of who we are, flaws and all. And when you get to that point where you know yourself, it's easier to have those discussions and say, you know what? I'm good to me. If I'm hanging out and I don't like what's going on, I got credit cards, I got cash, I got all of that stuff. Or I can say, you know what, Keltrick, I'm out. And ain't gonna miss a beat. I don't need, I don't need, I'm good. And because of that, my conversation with people can be a lot more direct. I can save a whole lot of time and get straight to the point in, in an appropriate way where I don't have to waste that time. I think when we're younger, we're trying to figure things out a little bit, mm -hmm. you kind of have a little bit more room to kind of just say, you know, accepting of what of what people are doing, saying, and acting. And this at this age and stage of the game, hell no, nah. time is precious word i the way i started telling people even that I, that that i work with they, they are 1440 minutes in every single day and it is not currency that if you spend you can get back i, I could spend money and make more money back if i spend those minutes i can't get it back mm -hmm. so if i'm wasting my time with somebody that that's on my non-negotiable list on my red flag list i can't get that back so i'm not doing it so there's been a whole lot of talk about uh, Married at First Sight. So if you have not been paying any kind of attention to Married at First Sight, it's a reality TV show. The premise is in the title. People get married at first sight. Okay. And one of the couples on the most, and I can't believe that this damn show has been on like 14 years. Olajuwon and Katina got married and Olajuwon is a very um, demanding 
man in his marriage. And we got a little clip here to kind of say it much better. Now we don't own this clip. This is on YouTube, so we playing for YouTube. I just physically did not do it because I was at the apartment. De we had to go shopping. I did the decorations. And then even with the- Tina, you know, let me stop you because you, you're not okay. even comfortable with what you just said. I am I was with you when we did the shopping and I was with you when, when we decorated. She put effort into my housewarming because we went and got the stuff, but I absolutely believe that she could do more. What I'm trying to say is that you try. You say you orchestrated and made this whole thing happen, correct? Yes. What part did you do on your own? You work at home. You did not physically get out of the house and go get these things. So well, hold on, hold on. So when we talk about a wife level, this is what I look at because I'm telling you how I feel. I, know, I need to I see where you are as a woman. Oh. <laughs> That was a death blow right there. That was a death blow. Hey, I'll say this. See where you are as a woman. Mm. I'm not saying I agree with this guy. However, he is communicating his perspective very clearly and his expectations to Katina. And I believe it's up to her to determine how she will react and respond. We didn't show the rest of the clip, but, you know, she ended up crying and stuff. But, you know. So communicating. my question is, are dudes that feel like this, because there are plenty of people who feel this way. They have their, you know, opinions about, you know, the type of people they want to be with, the type of wives they want to have. Do men want too much in today's, you know, modern world? Was he asking for too much? Basically, he was like, you should have you were working at home or you were just at the house. You should have kicked in a little bit more, done a little bit more. Can he even make that kind of expectation in today's modern environment yes wow can. i'm not saying i agree with that request but does he can he do it he did right and he has an expectation and that's that's in this culture in this society that's his right now most people are based on what the comments are and you know they might not agree with his request or his expectation but there are millions of people out there who are married or who are dating who will absolutely do all the things that he is asking and stating in this comment, in, in this in this clip, or in, in, on this show. So can he do it? Yeah. Do I agree with it? Nah. Uh, but, you know, there's several women out there who will act, yes. I mean, he's a handsome guy. You know, I think people were probably looking, I mean, I know, I'm grown, dog. Hey, uh, you know, I, I, I would imagine people will acquiesce to some of his requests because they, they want a nice guy. And she's not, she's attractive too. Like, she's beautiful. But she's sitting there taking this. So either there's something that she's experienced that she says, you know what, this is my place. Or she feels like this is an opportunity for her to kind of show her work. Or the producers are saying this is juicy. Right. Let's put it out there. It can yeah. go viral. That's why we're talking about it. Exactly. Um, and so it might even be real. But, you know, do I think this experience exists in this country? Hell yeah. I mean, to me, he sounds crazy. It blows my mind. Do people have these expectations 100%? But are they remotely realistic? No. You know what I'm saying? This is not 1950s anymore. You know what I'm saying? Having a unrealistic expectation. You can have whatever expectation you want, but I think that uh, in this particular case, and people do it a lot, they ask for things that are kind of too much. Men and women. Go ahead, Ra. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like none of these shows. None of these. Thank none, you. None, none, of these, none of these married, married at first sight, um, ready for love. Um, 
Paradise Island. What, 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 what I'm gonna tell you why I don't like them. I don't. Okay. I don't like them because they are created for good TV, mm-hmm. and then we get caught up in the 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 uh the crux of the theme of the show, which is finding love. And anytime you, your your paradigm is add television cameras and stir, and you gonna find love then it's questionable for me. It's straight questionable. You trying to fast track microwave yourself into a relationship or marriage over the course of a 13 week television uh, series stint. That is stupid. It's an experiment. And and it's not an experiment because they got multiple seasons. The experiment has happened. It's an an experiment. They keep throwing out there. Ready for love is good. Ready for love is good. It's great television. I love the television aspect, but I don't buy into yeah, we're finding love and we're of in course. love with each other. I mean, and I'm gonna marry business. this person. That's no the show business. So so what that tells me to me, and this is me being the harsh me that I can be at times. If you really got on one of these shows thinking you was gonna find yourself some love or a husband or wife, something wrong with you. Mm. You just need to go to therapy. There's something you need to work out because I get the feeling wow. no matter what that sister said in that clip. Right. That brother would have found something to beef about. Oh yeah, no question. I get the feeling that no matter how she could have pivoted and did everything that he wanted, he would have found something to hold over her because a right. lot of people got these power issues in relationships, and they want to feel like they control folk and they over folk and they rule right. folk, and you belong to me. Eh, no, it, it's people. People need the hugs when they was kids. I mean, I, I will. Now I will. On these I, damn shows. What's up? What's up, Vending? Vending, my man from Cali. That's my boy right there. Palmdale, that's my people. Then this the bachelors are doing it for decades. Is it different yes. with ethnicity? Yes. Yep. The answer is yep. absolutely yes. Yes. I'm go back to Rob's point. Uh, Ross said a lot of a lot of interesting things. I don't Flavor. I don't fully Flavor. agree with Ross, you know, perspective. However, I think there's some validity to the points around potentially escalating the situation. If she said anything, he would have found some some trauma or some issue with it. Found issue. Mm-hmm. He, he he ready he ready he ready for war and she had already disappointed the guy based on his expectations so I, I have i have no idea who this person is i have no idea who she is i watched the clip do i find it troubling for her yeah she she's in trouble and i and in the way the clip kind of played out she is subjecting herself continuously mm-hmm. to this type of behavior from this guy as opposed to saying you know what i'm gonna give you the middle finger and producers i'm out i got my pride and a reputation. It's the same. It's a, this is the same dynamic with Kevin Samuels, from my perspective, where but people what, get on a show, they listen to people tell them stuff that they that is super, super, super stupid to us. So a lot of us listening to it and watching it, like, why would you sit there and listen to this foolishness? They sit there, they want their they little fame, go viral, and then they they'll they'll probably add in something else. Hopefully after this, so we'll see. Yeah, but to, to your point, like she she continually sits there to t- and takes it. Why do you feel a need to sit there and take that from another, yeah. another human being? What is it about you that you feel like you can't go and find you a dude elsewhere that's going to treat you way better than that? Is it because you want to be in front of the camera or is it because you have some deep, some big gaping hole in your heart that needs to be filled? Like it um, speaks to what I was saying earlier. People need help. Uh, this they, is a little bit of help and they're going on television. I think we're victim blaming. I think that if anybody's a villain in this whole thing it is the dude. I mean, all of them. I'm talking about specifically in this issue, Elijah Wan, mm-hmm. um, how he's handling things is bullying. I agree with KG that he would have found something. If y'all heard what he said, he was mad that she didn't do enough at his housewarming party. Are you for real? You know, but 
It, it is a ridiculous premise. Uh, we was discussing this earlier, like as far as arranged marriages and whatever the case is. I know that people do that in other countries and in other cultures, and that's great. But in America, especially amongst black people, because uh, this is the kind of thing you would have found out like on date one, and then you wouldn't have had to go through all this. But, you know, is what it is. And yeah, it's probably not very easy to leave. You contractually obligated like you got to go through certain things yeah, but you can make it very clear that you know what i'm not rocking with what you're talking about she she okay you can yourself. That. or he could have just been a decent person he's a because alita said yeah as always says he, he's a complainer with no patience um that's a bad combination hey, terrible you put your number out there we can Woo! pass it along give him my number I okay got you got something for that ass what never mind <laughs> Where are we going with those? That? No, no, Queenie. She's in our comments when we had our um, our professional sex therapist on. Oh, sure. she was yeah. in the comments throwing out all kind of information as well. So, I mean, I don't know. If she's saying she got something for that ass like that, or she's saying she got something for that ass as a as a dominatrix to to whip them in shape. I oh, no okay. I was thinking maybe she was talking about providing that ass, but never mind. Um, can 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 I jump on something else real quick? Because something yeah. that kind of made the made the um rounds right y- y'all saw what happened with our man um black panther director ryan coogler ridiculous well let me set it up ryan coogler went to the bank and he gave the teller a note now we we are living in an age of covid so people are running around with, with masks on mm-hmm. and in the case of celebrities masks and glasses because it's easy to hide your identity if you don't want to be bothered so he gives a teller a note. I think it was like, give me $12,000 out of my account. Mm-hmm. And wherever you count it, pretty much do the counter discreetly somewhere else. For the most part, he wasn't nobody to see right. that he was withdrawing 12 G's out of his account. So just go do it else with his note. I'm not going to say, hey, y'all, give me 12 G's. Right. I'm going to give you a little note. Right. G- give me my money out of my account. Go count it elsewhere mm-hmm. so no one can see it. And bring it back. And and in response, this is what this is what the teller did. So he came and passed me a note, and so I just told my manager I didn't feel comfortable. So he told me to call police while he I guess stalled. What is the what is on the note? Um, it just says I want to withdraw twelve thousand dollars. Um, just be discreet. Is this an actual customer, or are they trying to? They had a debit card and he inserted it. He gave me a California ID, but I was like, okay. Um, I was like, how do you? I was like, how do you want the cash back? And he like just looked at the note. And he had no weapon, correct? Not that I know of. He just has on black sunshades and a black, uh, um, a black hat. Hmm. Is he a black male, white male? He's a black male, and every time I ask him like a question, he's like, "Look at the note." So, but he inserted his debit card, and then I asked for his ID. He handed me his ID as a California ID, but I didn't look at his name because I'm just like so shook up. Like I don't know what he's trying to do. So I just told him, "Give me one moment. You know, I have to get my images." Okay, so none of his information. Information was even verified. Okay. He might just want to be discreet, but I have police around. Yeah, I mean, he might. It just, it just being weird. Um, 
Man. So let me let me just ask y'all, do you see anything wrong with this situation? Everything was wrong with the situation. What? I mean, her manager failed. She failed. The police failed. Everything was wrong. I personally think that, you know, I understand it's a little weird to get the note or whatever the case is, but I also understand why he would do such a thing. Who the hell told her to call 911 about this? Logically, it doesn't make sense. His mistake was coming in and trying to be discreet. I would have been in there and been like, give it to me in ones and I'm rolling out with the money phone. Why not? You are in Atlanta. Give me 12,000 in singles. Exactly. Exactly. Man, listen, he failed himself. Wow. She failed too. The police failed. Everybody lost in the situation. This dude is, I believe, I want to say he's an Academy Award nominee, nominated mm-hmm. director. He should have a team. There's no reason for him to go to the bank by himself to withdraw $12,000. Now, let's say he wants to anyway, right? What? Let's, let's say he wants to anyway. He does it. It's his money. He can do whatever he wants to do. Right. However, when she's asking for additional information to validate who he is because the request is oddly presented and his his response is, look at the note, look at the note, mm-hmm. look at the note, he could have allowed and provided more information. Cause she can read his name, Ryan Coogler, it's on his ID, all that kind of stuff. And if she's, I mean, she's cute. Like if I'm giving money out of this account, like people do commit fraud. For those that don't know out there, maybe your accounts have never been compromised. People never taken money from your accounts. That stuff happens routinely. Now if she would have gave this person this money from this account and it was incorrectly given, then people would be like, oh, she done, why she would have did. I mean, she's, it was actually a level of protection she was trying to provide. Now how she went about it, what the result was, people have issue with that. And I don't disagree with that. But part of the, he owns a part of escalating this situation based on how he carried himself and conducted his business. Now, she went to her manager. She asked questions. She didn't bypass the process. She went to a leader of the of the bank branch and said, hey, you know, manager, it's a little weird. What should I do? What's mm-hmm. going on? I'm saying. Manager failed too. No, I think the manager, if he asked you, if he or she asked you appropriate questions, and she, you know, she said, listen, I've asked this stuff. And the person is like, hey, read the note. First off, your team can't go into the bank and withdraw $12,000 out of your account, period. He has to do it. Not unless that team, not, not unless the individual has the permission to do that. He can't send someone into a he bank if out, got of enough, state, out of if state. He, no, he can't do that. If you have enough money, Rasheen Rook, you no. can call the bank beforehand and say, hey, listen, I'm going the to. The whole make- government name. Especially yep. if it's a big amount, I'm coming in. And I'm taking some money out. Twelve thousand. He's not going to be able to send someone up in there to get twelve thousand. Mm. I I don't know policy and protocol. Shoshana put it in the comments that her cousin works uh, as a, as a teller, and they have strict protocol that you don't call the cops until after the, the alleged bank robber has left the premises. So you don't do according to her. You don't do it with the person right sitting right then and there. I don't know but, if that's the case. Here's my thing, though. But can I can I finish my comment? Go for it. My issue is if this was Ron Howard, right? It was Martin Scorsese. If it was some other, if it was a white director who walked in and like, listen, I'm just being discreet. Read the note, da da da. Give my mother my money. I have n- no doubt that they'd have been able to walk out of there without getting the cops called on them. She had his ID, and she's mm-hmm. telling the cops, "I didn't look at his name." I'm supposed to believe you got Ryan Coogler's name. You a black woman, and everybody who black know about Black Panther. No, Ryan Coogler directed it. No, they waiting for Black Ooh. Panther two. 
Come he's on. He's Creed too. He's a Creed. And, Creed he's too. a Creed. And, and, and you in Atlanta and you don't know Ryan Kugler's name? It's my understanding. Now. I don't believe he that. He, I, he, was, I was told he used his card. He used his debit code. Which you is know a lot saying? of banks, they have transitioned to that. Right. Put your card in. Show me your ID. Here's your money. Buy. You've passed what you needed to pass. Right. You don't need to call them. That ID has my name and my face on it. My right. card inserts it. Now, I don't know if he have an issue with his ATM password, his PIN, his PIN number or whatever. But here's my card. Here's my PIN. Here's my ID. Give me mm -hmm. my 12 Gs. I'm going to take it in singles. No, that was that was all on the teller. That was all on the bank. And then the cops just showed up. was like, shit. We was, we was like fake IDs don't exist. Look, they have... <laughs> These I work, IDs. I work in this. I work in this industry. Come on now, the bank. You don't think the, you think the a fake ID is going to get past the bank? Yes, hell yeah. Yeah. It gets. So, it, you can get a fake passport. What are you talking about? So let me ask you this: Are they going to hold that standard against everyone who shows up with a mask on and glasses mm. and asks for their money? That's a, mm. I don't know. Talk about it. They should. I don't know. So why hey. they do it against him? Because the person, the teller, had concerns. The teller wanted to. She, she had ulterior motives. Straight No Chase of the podcast. We appreciate you. Please like, share, subscribe to us. We're available everywhere. Apple Podcasts. Before we wrap this thing up, we have one more. Hold on, hold on, Jay. This comment says, from Victoria, says that people that rob banks really use their IDs. It's not, a, it's not about robbing the bank, Victoria. It's mm -hmm. about fraudulently withdrawing money. You can rob the bank or you can commit fraud. You know, all of those things can occur. But it wasn't fraud. He had a. He I'm had not a saying it was fraud. I'm just saying ID. that the way he went about the process <laughs> is sketchy. Yeah. It's the only thing that keeps my sound right. Right. Ingrid. I mean, you got to get you the mic again, man. Nah, that mic wasn't working, man. It was coming off real funky. I'll try it yeah. again the next time we stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got. One recommendation for the people, and we're going to try to spice this up a little bit. What is one thing that you feel like everybody should be able to do? Like one skill that you feel like everybody should be able to do? One thing. I will go first. <laughs> I think that everybody should have some working knowledge of hand tools. I have met far too many people that don't know the difference between a flathead screwdriver and a Phillips head screwdriver. Learn just handheld regular tools and how to use them, it will benefit your life. I think everybody should speak their natural born language mm. and an additional language. For me, I speak English and Ebonics. I'm fluent in both. <laughs> fluent in both. I was, I was about to ask you, what is the other language that you speak? Because... It's called the black vernacular. There you Not go. everybody's flowing. They actually have an acronym for this too. F A A V E. No, it's something else. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I'm serious. Like, look it up. It's, I just it's a, it's a whole other thing. In, 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 in Ebonics. I don't know about the uh, yeah. African American vernacular something. It's A A V E. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, mine's a little bit, I guess, more simplistic. Common sense. I mean, I mean you're asking for too much. I am. Well, Matthew was saying cook. Nisha saying make eggs. Zoe's change a tire. Clean up. Some people can't clean. Victoria's like people need to be able to clean up. Right. And it's like you got to be able to listen. Drive. Victoria said. How about share? Sharing. <laughs> I tell my daughter that all share. Be able to share. Be able to cool. share. Thanks for joining us, and we want to make sure that everybody knows that this podcast 
is a production with Dana Bingham Juanillo. Did I do it? Of Makita Filmworks. Makita Filmworks, that's what you can go away with. Produced yeah. by Makita Filmworks. Howard Alon. What's up? Howard Alon. Right. And our original theme music is from KG. My man Jeremy. Midnight, Midnight Music. Jeremy Michael Durham. He, he dope. There you go. And on that note, peace out. We out. Thank you.